Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are featuring elite entrepreneurs. And we're actually, with this episode, kind of doing a bridge from our entrepreneurial uh, veterans as well as our elite entrepreneurs. So my guest today has uh, her feet in both worlds. So I think we'll probably, you know, tackle a little, a couple of those issues all together. Now, uh, her name is Kizzy Parks, which I think is going to be fun to ask the question about her name too. But I love part of her bio here. She says, as a kid, Kizzy would clean off golf balls located in an alley behind her friend's house. And then guess what? She would resell them through a fence to golfers. Very smart. And she used the money, uh, admittedly, to buy things that I love, like Funyuns and Nutty Bars. So it means she's got great taste. <laughs> and she always knew she would become an entrepreneur. In fact, obviously, as a kid, she already showed that entrepreneurial spirit. And she went on to earn an advanced degree in psychology, which we know is so critically important in order to uh, figure out how to operate at highest efficiencies. Her entrepreneurial spirit meshed well with her inquisitive nature. And as me, she's an adopted child who always wanted to know and meet her birth family. And driven to be a successful business owner, she knew she would be, which is part of that, that line of how much our confidence really dictates our outcomes. But she didn't just stop at that advanced degree. She went on to earn a PhD and established her company, KPC, over a decade ago. Now, today she owns and operates multiple businesses and has over 50 million in government contract awards. In fact, through GovCon winners, she helps service-based small business owners learn how to win profitable federal government contracts through powerful CDC techniques, and that will in turn help them to grow their bottom and top line. So joining me today is Kizzy Parks. Thank you for being on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I love the story of your beginning, that entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, that takes the idea of the lemonade stand to a whole new level, <laughs> but it's so smart and golfers will pay for that without a doubt. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about your journey, your journey to become an entrepreneur, but, you know, and, and how it's led you to where you are today. Yeah, like I always knew when I was younger, I knew I was going to get a PhD and I knew I was an going to be an entrepreneur. It was just something that I felt. I always loved reading the money and business section uh, of newspapers and learning about businesses. It was just something I always loved. And so when I was in graduate school, to earn extra money... I would provide different services to consulting companies. So it was a lot of back end, like analyze this data, fill in this PowerPoint, kind of the grunt work. Right. Um, and there were other opportunities too. And I thought, well, this is great. This is great experience. I, was, I thought to myself that once I earned my PhD, I would go on work for a company for like 20 years mm -hmm. and then start a business later on in life. 
or <laughs> maybe teach for a university in person or online and on the side consult because that was mm -hmm. also very common around those that I came across and right. I ended up doing neither of those <laughs> so it was definitely not the path I chose instead there was a graduate research fellowship available at now Patrick Space Force in Melbourne Florida Okay. And many of my family members served in the Navy, Marines, Army. And I thought, oh, this is great. This is my opportunity to kind of be involved. And who knows? I just thought this is great. It's at an Air Force base. It involves analyzing data Ooh, and yeah. research. And it's paid. This is great. <laughs> I'll figure out the rest of my life as I'm closing out my PhD chapter. And I thought that's all I thought. And Actually, what happened was at the end, pretty much at the end of my dissertation journey, the director of research said, you know, I heard you're graduating soon. Have you thought about staying on as a contractor? I would like for you to mm -hmm. stay on as a contractor. And I kind of saw what that meant. I had no idea about invoicing or contracts or subcontracts <laughs> or anything of that nature. Yeah. I had no idea because usually a company they would just pay me i was 10.99 we negotiated a price and that was it so i said yes i said but i'm going to grow my business and have other clients i said i'm not going to be a typical full-time equivalent where i'm in a seat 40 hours a day right. I, I said i'm not going to do that and so that's what started k parks consulting my first of three government contracting companies. And so to this day, we provide a variety of services primarily to the federal government around now training, um, staff augmentation, IT, other professional services. We inspect all vape shops in America, for instance. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, and it all just started out from that graduate research fellowship and my desire to be an entrepreneur. You know what? I So many things I love about your story, but what I really loved was, you know, I, and it, it made me giggle that you're like, I thought I'd do this and I thought I'd do that. And then I did none of those things because I, we all start out thinking we know what we're going to do. But unless we become a doctor or a lawyer, very few of us follow the same path that we started in college. But I love the fact that when you had this opportunity, you made very clear that you didn't just want to be a full-time employee that wasn't an employee, you know, that that wasn't what you wanted to accomplish. You didn't mind doing it. You wanted to learn from the situation, but you didn't want to be tied to something that kept you in the same kind of arrangement as an employment arrangement, but without a lot of, you know, I mean, there's obviously some pluses, but without all the benefits. And that's a really smart decision. I coach people a lot on, you know, what choices they make in their career. And just the fact that you knew that at that time and said, nope, here's my boundaries. That's, that tells a lot, it tells a lot about you, but it also tells a lot about, you know, where your success has come from. Well, I appreciate that. It was super important because I observed I observed certain dynamics between military government contractors. I observed that many people believed a contract role was like that coveted next step. Like many would retire at Patrick 
Yep. And then they wanted a contract position because they mm-hmm. wanted to stay nestled between the ocean and the river. It's a beautiful, yeah. Patrick is gorgeous. If for those of you who have never, ever been, it's, it's just south of Kennedy Space Center. And so I thought, okay, I get it. However, comma, that wasn't my desire. My yep. desire wasn't just any 40 hour position. It was something I really was passionate about. And I thought, hey, well, I can run with it. And literally I did. And I, and initially I picked up uh, the Army uh, Reserve as a client through my engagement at Patrick. I picked up National Guard. I picked up speaking engagements. There were a lot mm-hmm. of like one-off engagements. And I learned. That was the other thing I learned throughout because I had no idea yeah. about government contracting or how to run a business. And so I went throughout the state, found people to help me. I, I wouldn't say that they were official. You're, that's my mentor. <laughs> you know, we didn't have exactly. labels, but it, they were people that I would treat to lunch or I would go to their office and they, and they broke it down. They said, to be successful in government contracting, you need to diversify. You need to have full-time equivalents. You mm-hmm. should look into these certifications, Kizzy. And they were really helpful because otherwise, how, how do you learn? Right. Right. Yeah. You have to have somebody show you the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, at the end of the day, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit, and I'm kind of doing this a little bit. We're not talking a lot about what your business does. We'll do that after the break. I'm kind of going backwards just because your entrepreneurial journey is really interesting and it's very unique. And, you know, you knew what you wanted. You knew some of your boundaries, but you were still just like, OK, I'm just going to be open and I'm going to learn. And I'm going to ask as many questions as possible because the outcome of those you know questions and answers is going to help me make decisions that are good. And I think I think the best entrepreneurs that I have met and the smartest ones I've met and the most successful ones I've met are ones who really, you know, number one, don't believe they know it all. Number two, ask a lot of questions. But number three, have the drive and the confidence to ask those questions and to push back on things that people want that may not fit in the mold um, at the time or what is normally done. So, you know, do you feel like that's been, you know, that little girl who was, you know, selling the golf balls? Do you feel like that still that creative part of you still is, is pulling through today as well? By all means, I've always been super creative and in- inquisitive. And that's what led me to doing different things on social media, being active. It's what led me to create GovCon winners. It's one thing that also initially I found very satisfying around responding to RFPs uh-huh. because it, inv- it it was a way to show my creativity, to incorporate mm-hmm. my writing skills that I really honed in graduate school. And so it's been great to be able to let that kind of creative energy free in these, you know, more businessy, fun, social kind of environments. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to want to pick your brain after we're all done on this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, you know, Gizzy, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to dive down to what you're doing today and how it helps others. So we will be right Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. 
Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And we are back with Kizzy Parks and we are talking about, um, I'm just having so much fun. At some point in time, I'll have to ask you about your name. I love it. But tell us a little bit more. So you have three businesses now. So, you know, what, with all that you're doing, you've obviously got a lot going on. What, how do you help your clients and other people to shock their potential through what you do? Tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah. So on the government side, the way that we really help our clients just with that shock to get to their potential is often through we're there to make their life easier. Mm -hmm. And it takes a different form. It could be training. It could be graphic design. It could be an admin. What's important is someone said we need help. And we need someone who's really going to help us. Mm -hmm. And we need someone who's also dependable mm -hmm. and who is going to really understand us and help us in the way in which we need help, not exactly how they think they should help us. Uh -huh. And so that's really important because it shocks them in that it allows them being the government employees, military members we support. Um, we, we have positions and team members, military um, in the Army location of Hawaii at Tinker Air Force Base. And it helps them because then they're able to focus on their jobs or their mm -hmm. positions in the military. And some of them are, 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 are super important that we help the USDA with our food, ensuring our food is free from foodborne illnesses. You know, we work with the FDA to make sure that vape products are safe and people aren't dying from using them. So yeah. the things that the areas that we help, many of them are very, very serious. And that's how we, we help shock them on the non kind of government side per se through GovCon winners. I really help small businesses. I, I help shock them into an expansion of, wow, the federal government could really be a client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just understanding that's a potential revenue stream as well as there's a plethora of things and services that the government buys. For instance, yes. I just looked at one for hotel rooms that you can flip hotel rooms. Anyone can do that if they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I actually just received certification as a woman owned business and enterprise and a woman owned small business enterprise. And so the idea of, you know, government contracts has been something I've been toying with for, for a while, but it's daunting. You know, when you've kind of operated in a different way, a uh, different arena of your business, it's a little daunting to uh, to look at the process. But I, I know in the back of my head that once you know kind of the secret formula, you know a little bit of the secret sauce, that that not only will that make it a little easier, but then the more you have doors open, like anything, the more you have yes. opportunity. But for small business owners, it can be very daunting. So I can see how you can help people maybe not only uh, get through the process, but make it a little less intimidating. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because 
I remember when I first got started, it, it I had no idea. And I spent so much time just even trying to figure out what, how to understand an RFP. Sometimes mm -hmm. a request for proposal is literally a hundred pages. Yes. And I, I didn't know what anything meant. And <laughs> people would just rattle off, oh, look at this section and L and M. And I'm like, what is, what are you talking about? You know, and then <laughs> then there's like no right or wrong answer. You know, one mm -hmm. proposal may win work, but then a similar proposal, you may not win work. And so yeah. it's there's a lot to really unpack and learn. And it can be extremely rewarding for those that are interested in trying to learn. Yeah. And it's done. I, I actually, I learned something else. Um, I actually was, uh, I was applying for a, uh, or responding to an RFP and it was just actually a letter of intent. So not even the proposal yet, but letter of intent and it, and it posted and it was only posted for that day. And it was completely aligned to my leadership training. I mean, just like a hundred percent aligned. And so it, there was an email to send the, you know, RFI, I guess, or a letter of intent or LOI. And, um, I got a response back and the response was so funny. And I realized that they already had somebody mm -hmm. that they wanted to give the contract to, but they had to post it. And I was just a pain in the neck to show up at the last <laughs> Yes. So, and so, you know, it happens. But you didn't know. No, I had no idea. You didn't know. And so, and that happens all the time. And that's one example. There's other ways in which the government and private sector, so it's not just exclusive to the federal government, where they, I say, they weed in who they mm -hmm. want. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I never heard back from them again. So I, I figured I either really overbid it or I really underbid it or something. But okay. It happens. It happens. So Kizzy, I have to know just because I love your name. What, where's your name come from? Yeah. So when I was adopted, my parents were really motivated by the book and the movie Roots. And in the movie, the the, there's a, a character named Kizzy and in the yeah. book and they named her Kizzy because it means stay put. So my adopted dad mm -hmm. said that we're family and you're, you're with us. So you're staying put in our family oh. and that's why we named you Kizzy. So my full name is Kizzy Marie Parks. And so mm -hmm. that is where Kizzy came from roots. I love it. I, you know, as you said that, I realized that I recognized the name, but I wasn't sure where, and I love what a great story with that, with the name. It's perfect. Well, Kizzy, I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes so that, you know, cause I know that there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that especially are interested in getting into or really doing better in that space in terms of government contracts. So I want to make sure, even though everybody will have all of our contact information and links, but in case somebody wants to look you up right now, cause they're, you know, too distracted to go to the show notes, what's the best way for them to find you? There's two best ways. One is through LinkedIn. If you search Kizzy Parks, I have blonde hair at the time. So you'll see me with curly blonde hair and a black and white dress. So uh, DM me. You also can go to www.govconwinners.com and you can see more about the program. There's a part at the bottom where you can request more information. But just please reach out. I just love to be of help. I'm really passionate about government contracting. And so please feel free to connect. 
I love it. And before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would say, you know, my biggest pearl of advice and, and what I always say to everyone is everything is possible. It's easy to always come up with excuses or roadblocks or it's not going to work or I tried it before and I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too married, I'm too single, whatever it is, like there's always an excuse, but everything literally is possible. And so whatever you're thinking about trying, you should just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I love it. Kizzy, thank you so much for not only inspiring us of what we can do, but reminding us that our early entrepreneur is something we can bring out and use at other times in our lives and, and be thankful for it, but also for um, giving us perspective on what we can achieve with our businesses. It's been great having you with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.